Hello, and welcome to the first ever Hornrank podcast. My name is Jeremiah Wooten, and I am joined by Grayson. What's up, Grayson? Hey, guys. How you doing? It's good to have you along for the ride. Um, for those of you all <laughs> listening in, this is kind of our second attempt at doing a podcast. Jacob Budge and I did some audio recordings back at Grand Nats last year, and it seemed like a lot of people liked listening in and hearing us talk about our opinions of band, so we decided to start doing this every week this year. Basically, what we're going to do is every Monday, Grayson and I will sit down and talk about the previous weekend's competitions and results and recaps from that event, and then we'll also take a look forward to the next weekend's competitions and talk about our predictions and stuff. A lot of it is stuff that you can read on the site, but we're hoping to also add a little uh, extra background and some more information that you'll get to hear from us talking on the podcast. So thanks for listening. Um, we want to kick it off talking about Canton. This weekend there's two competitions, two BOA events. There's the Canton, Ohio Regional and the Powder Springs, Georgia Regional. Um, Canton's really going to be headlined by... Avon, obviously, they're the reigning national, well, I guess, second place, as we'll talk about second later. Second place, yeah. In the show, there's some changes that, um, if that happens again, they will be national co-champion. But um, what do you think Avon's looking to do at Canton this year? Like, what can we expect from them, Grayson? Well, I think, I mean, obviously, you know, they want to go out and put on a good first show. Um, first impressions are really big in judges' minds, but also, you know, everybody else. Um, I'm also really excited, though, to see how Lockport Township and uh, Moon Area do. Um, yeah. I think that there are two groups that maybe not as many people will be looking out for at this competition, but they'll definitely have really strong showings there. Yeah, for sure. And Avon is doing a lot of BOA events this year. Y'all probably know they're going True. to San Antonio. Um, that first weekend in November, so they'll be looking to make a big splash. It's J-Web's yes, retirement definitely. year, and so I expect we'll be seeing a lot of special things from Avon this season. Five BOA events in total, and that kicks off this weekend with the first weekend of BOA competition. Um, in Powder Springs, it's kind of the same setup where we have a pretty much guaranteed champion in Harrison, um, they've won mm -hmm. numerous regionals in the South, and um, they have been also, I think, a at least three-time Grand National finalist, maybe four. I'm not sure. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun also to watch to see um, how, obviously, you know, Harrison is the favorite to win, but also, um, you know, they swept captions last year, and I would imagine that they will be looking to do that again. Obviously, you know, they're a really good program that they're going to come out and put on a great show, I'm sure. Um, but in addition to Harrison, uh, there are some groups that are returning from last year that mm -hmm. placed just out of uh, the top three spot spots that'll be looking to kind of join those ranks. Um, and I would say that Boiling Springs and McEachern are two to look out for here. Mm -hmm. um, but also Mill Creek and uh, Rock Ridge are 
other groups that I'm really excited to see how yeah, they do. Rock Ridge kind of made a splash last year at one of the mm-hmm. um, Northeastern shows. It was either Newark it or was Monroeville. In, uh, Monroeville. Monroeville, yeah. Yeah. Um, they placed they, third there. Uh, yeah, and that's a relatively new unexpected, school. but really great. The school just opened a couple years ago. I think this is only their third season having a marching band at all, so it's a program that's really growing a lot, and it's exciting to see what they're able to do. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, the top, the second and third place groups from Powder Springs last year and that was Fort Zumwalt North and Blue Spring South aren't returning. So there will be those kind of open medalist positions that we could see a couple groups fighting for. And then um, lastly, I did want to touch on some of the adjudication handbook changes. And these are things, I mean, it's pretty common every year that the adjudication handbook has a few changes. And usually it's simple stuff like just determining like performance order for things um but this year they had a couple more significant changes one was like we mentioned earlier that they will no longer break ties for champion titles so if two groups have a tied score um they won't be broken by what used to be the rule was it would be broken by the higher ge score but now that score won't be broken and they'll be named co-regional champions, co-super regional champions, yeah, and I, co-national I champions. That, I mean, obviously it's a change in the adjudication book, but, um, you know, it's a really rare occurrence, especially at the top like we saw last year at Grand Nationals. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a one, one-time occurrence, and we'll see, you know, if that happens in the future this year, but I, I would expect that that probably won't be the case anymore. Yeah, and... Last year at Grand Nats, there were quite a few ties for things. There was um, also a tie for 12th place in semifinals, which resulted in 13 finalists. And that's still going to stay the same. So if there's mm-hmm. a tie for like the last spot in finals at regional or super regional or semifinals at Grand Nats, they will still accept both the bands. So that tie won't be broken either. Um, the only ties that will be broken will be for placements that are not first or second so you can tell that you know that role was very clearly in reaction to what happened this year um because there are a lot of people who thought that avon deserved to win or um you know for various reasons if you look at the numbers and the scores there were a majority of judges that did have avon over carmel so uh, maybe the tiebreaker of higher GE score isn't necessarily the best tiebreaker, but that's what the rule was. And so Carmel was the national champion last year, and I think Avon probably has a little chip on their shoulder yep. and is going to be yeah. fighting for that title this year. You know, they will face a lot of stiff competition. This year's Grand Nats, if we can pivot to that for a sec, I'm really excited about because we really have almost all of the top groups in attendance. You know, we have Broken Arrow, we have Flower Mound are both making the trip this year and they weren't there last year. So um, Mm -hmm. right now, all of the top five groups in our top 30 are going to Grand Nats this year. So this really will be, you know, last year there were some questions about, well, Carmel was the national champion, but some people thought Flower Mound or Broken Arrow was really the best band in the nation last year, even though they didn't go to Grand Nats. 
But this year we will have a definitive answer, I think, because all of the bands who I think could be named best band in the nation will be competing at Grand Nats this year. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting to, you know, have all the top groups there. Um, obviously, looking at our top 30 and the top groups up there, um, you know, not everyone can make the trip every year to Grand Nats. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's really exciting to see how that's going to shake out with everyone attending this year. Yeah, and so another change to the um, adjudication handbook that some people were talking about, and I heard a wide variety of opinions on this. Um, there were some changes to kind of the verbiage, the wording on the individual performance judges. So that's the two judges that are on the field, the individual music judge and individual visual judge. Um, I tend to think that these changes were more reactive. Um, You know, in DCI, the way judging works is they have the Rules Congress meetings and they do all these proposals that are voted on by the directors. And um, when they change how judging works in DCI, it's a big deal, and they train all the judges to follow the new rules and the new verbiage and the new what we're looking for and what we're rewarding. But I think BOA judging is more reactive, where um, I think these changes in the adjudication handbook are made kind of because that's how judging has become. So it's more in reaction to what judges have been rewarding instead of really making any changes to how judges will reward things, you know. Like, the only change to the music um, performance, the individual sheet, was they used to give subcaption scores for brass percussion and woodwinds and then would add those up to have the total score. But now the judge just gives that total score and doesn't separate it by section, which is really not a big deal because yeah. BOA never released those subcaption scores anyway. So... Um, we never really had that ability to see like if that judge thought that one group's brass section was better than another, even though the overall score was different, because those were al- always kept secret anyway. It's interesting. Some people are a little bit more um, either concerned or excited about the changes to the visual sheet, because it does add a lot of words that sound like they would reward groups who do more challenging things, like it uses the word um, challenges and skills and accuracy and definition, things like form, body, and equipment challenges and tempo and pulse, which does make it sound like groups will be rewarded for doing more challenging things. But I think that's already how most judges operate. Um, so I don't think in practice it'll change much. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt that it'll have any noticeable effect, especially from a spectator standpoint. Yeah. But it is good to clarify, you know, across the board for all judges to be looking at um, the same thing. Like you said, I think most judges were probably already rewarding those kind of things, but it's it's good to know now that they're all on the same page, definitely, about, about yeah. which groups are going to be rewarded for what. Mm-hmm. So, When you look at, you know, there's so much variance from just judges panel to judges panel. Like, a big example last year was the Indy Super Regional, where Blue Springs beat Carmel in prelims. And then Blue Strings dropped back to either fourth or fifth place in finals, and then Carmel went on to be national champion a week later. So, you know, that indie prelims panel thought that Blue Springs was better than 
the eventual national champion, but there wasn't another panel that thought that during the night show. So, you know, regardless of what the sheets say, there will always be variants from judging panels. So you have to, you definitely want to take judges scores into account, but if you're looking at what is a successful season, you know, judges do get things wrong sometimes. I think that wraps it up for our first podcast. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to the first ever Hornrank podcast. Feel free to tweet at us, comment on Instagram, comment on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you listening in again next week when we talk about a little bit of the recap of how Canton and Powder Springs went, and we take a look forward to Austin, Clarksville, and Toledo. That'll be next week on the Hornrank podcast.